Hello, friends. Welcome back to the podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by From Within Records. Statement of Pride and Adrian, East Coast Fall Tour. I'm so excited. I hope all of you can make it. September 29th, Long Island, New York. September 30th, Rahway, New Jersey. October 1st, Philly, PA. And October 2nd, Upton, Massachusetts. So please, everyone, roll out, support both of those amazing bands. I'm definitely stoked for it. FYA 9, pretty insane lineup, right? I'm so excited to return to Tampa, return to the Glazer JCC. I'm excited to see all my friends who live in Florida and all my friends from all over who are traveling. I actually spoke to a lot of people who have been on the fence about going to FYA over the years, and a lot of them have finally pulled the trigger and are very excited to roll out. So I can't wait to be back in Tampa and to see all of you. So please roll out to FYA. Hopefully all of you were able to secure a ticket. Please make sure to support the From Within Records bands on the bill. Statement of Pride, See the Pain, and Envision. It's going to be an awesome weekend. Also, we're just about two weeks away from the One Scene Unity Comp Volume 3. I'm loving all the ads for the band's tracks. Uh, Not One Truth just dropped theirs for Feeding Tube. If you haven't heard Feeding Tube yet, be prepared. It's fucking awesome. Uh, Search for Purpose just dropped theirs. And I'm just getting more and more excited. I can't wait. It's always a good time when the One Scene Unity comp drops. It's always amazing. So please keep an eye out for that. And if you're not following From Within Records on social media, please go boot up your Twitter, your Instagram. Click that follow button to stay up to date on all the current news. And like I always say, please support From Within Records because they support us. And if you're looking for high quality merch for your band, for your business, please go hit up my friends over at Good Fortune Printing out of Wilkesbury, Pennsylvania. You can follow them on Instagram at Good Fortune Printing. And if you want to get in contact with them, please email them contact at goodfortuneprinting.com. You can thank me later. Before we get into today's episode, I'm back from KCON. This is crazy. I've been dying to talk to all of you about this, but I went to KCON in LA and this was the 10 year anniversary of KCON. And it's my first KCON. Um, as you can see right here, this is my uh, prestige bracelet, something that I will never get over because it was such an amazing weekend. My main drive for going was to see Stacy. For all of you who follow me on Twitter and Instagram, I've been uh, not able to shut up about how awesome it was seeing Stacy so many times. But that was the main reason why I wanted to go. A little iffy about. Um, everything else because I loved like half the lineup and the fact that I was going alone uh, was a little bit of a bummer but one of the coolest things was just the the community was awesome I met so many great people because normally I I went to twice at the forum I got uh, accused by security of sitting in the wrong seat because I was in the front row just because I looked different um, you know, I'm no stranger to discrimination, so I had to show that stupid security guard my ticket so they would shut the fuck up and get away from me. When I went to uh, the Bank Stadium, uh, not one of my favorite um, weekends, but it, it was great seeing twice. But I just wish um, 
I had a different company, if that makes sense. Uh, so I always felt like, and even more recently, I, w- I went to um, uh, ESPA alone, which w- was awesome. I- I'm more than willing to, to do these things by myself, but um, I-, I was always a little bummed that I didn't have that same sense of community as I do here with the hardcore scene. But shout out to uh, my friends from the Fresno hardcore scene. Shout out uh, Chris Crucial. Shout out Mickey. I hope school's going well. But uh, meeting people like that gave me hope. But this weekend at KCON, I just made friends uh, that also had prestige, which is cool. There was a like it was a giant con, right? There was a lot of fucking people there, but everybody that had the same bracelet as me, it was this small community and we were all not really forced, but we just ran into each other so often because we were all going to the same events. We had uh, these special entrances or whatever. So we ran into each other more often than we would have if we were just uh, with a normal bracelet. So I came to meet a couple cool people. Shout out uh, Marco from the Bay. Shout out Devin from Detroit. Just some really solid people who genuinely love K-pop just like I do. And it was so refreshing to be able to sit there and bounce ideas about um, the community, talking about our favorite groups that aren't the mainstream, right? Because obviously it, it's so easy I mean, and, and no diss, whatever, uh, but it, it's so easy to talk about uh, bands like, or excuse me, groups like uh, BTS, Blackpink, and Twice. Like Twice is my ultimate group. That's why uh, Kim Talion is here every single week with us because my ultimate bias. But but for me, that's like base level. You you should like those groups because they're um, obviously um, iconic. Uh, they don't put out bad music, uh, so that's like standard. I feel like everybody should like those groups. But when we go deeper. It's it's fun to talk about the small groups that have a shot to become the next BTS, the next Twice, the next Blackpink. So that was just something that I was really stoked about. But I will never get over. Like I could have like I was there Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I could have walked away Friday happy because we started off Friday with seeing Stacy, and then immediately after in the main hall, Stacy went to the relay stage which they did a cool medley of their songs. You can go see it on YouTube right now. Uh, So I I got to see them perform some songs that they didn't later on. And fast forward to later in the day, snuck into their sound check, which uh, security was, (laughs) well, if I'm being honest, it was ran pretty interesting. So I I snuck into their two sound checks. So I, I got to hear that, which was pretty awesome. And we saw them at the rookie show, which is, which is the way I think, more k-pop shows should go right because here uh with hardcore punk whatever uh, there's always a sick lineup right you know uh you know four to six bands super solid bill through and through but when i go to see twice when i go to see espa it's just the one group for two to three hours which is fine but i feel like when i went to the rookies i got to see to one gravity lightsome and stacy all in one night and it was insane because I didn't care about TO one or Kravity before the rookie show, but now I'm listening to TO one. I'm interested in Kravity and obviously I, I love Lightsome, uh, awesome group. I'm happy to have seen them, but I just wish we could get more things like that to, to get a, a better showcase and to have more of a variety because obviously it's, uh, I, I feel like it's, it's a slow process for me. Uh, well, before it was a slow process for me to be able to catch some of my favorite K-pop groups because it's uh, obviously we're still in the pandemic, but as things are 
becoming more safe and more groups are able to travel uh, more safely and uh, you know, do more shows, uh, I'll, I'll be able to knock out all the groups I want to see over time. But if I have to do it one at a time, I feel like that's just so long and weird process because I'm so used to how it is here. Like there'll be a sick tour package and it'll, and it'll hit uh, multiple cities. But with the K-pop stuff, it's just like, yeah, it's solely focused on one group, which is cool because obviously uh, major groups like twice, they can do that, uh, you know, do selling out the bank stadium two nights in a row and perform for three hours. They have that much content. But for these newer, newer and upcoming groups, I feel like they would all benefit from kind of banding together and doing a joint tour like the KCON rookies thing. It, it was seriously amazing. And I'm very happy that I was able to experience it because I seriously could have walked away Friday having seen Stacy four times throughout the day. I, I was so fulfilled, but I was able to catch them again on Sunday on the main stage at the stable center or excuse me, the crypto.com arena, which mind blowing Stacy is the future of K-pop. They're amazing. And it was just a real great time. I'm very happy that I went. I'm looking forward to next year. So please, for anyone who's listening, go listen to Stacy, go listen to more K-pop. It's a, a fun thing going on and I'm very happy to be a part of it. And I'm looking to do more, get involved in the community, but moving on, uh, KCON was awesome. But today's guest, shout out Juan, he plays in Sanctify. If you haven't heard Sanctify, please hit pause, go boot up your Spotify, Apple Music, Bandcamp, YouTube, and go stream the demo. It's awesome. It's full of great people. The music's super solid, and I'm very excited for them to start doing more. They've played two shows as of this recording, and I'm hoping they do more. I booked them in October. If you aren't aware, I am booking shows. I will book your band if you come to Orange County. But I booked them in October at program with Combust, Take It to Heart, Shiva, and Major Pain. So please look forward to that show October 10th. It's a Monday night. It's going to be super sick. And a lot of you at this point are aware of Firewalker. They had that run more recently with Raw Brigade. They're an amazing band too. They have a split coming out with Madhouse. Shout out to all the homies in Madhouse. And an EP after that. So it's awesome to know that Firewalker's staying busy. And I hope all of you who aren't aware support them as much as I do. Because they're an amazing straight-edge band from L.A. And they deserve your attention because they are doing great stuff for the Southern California hardcore scene. So please, strap in. Enjoy this conversation. Without further ado, welcome Juan Lopez to the show. Welcome to the podcast, Juan. How's it going? Hey, man. I'm doing all right, man. How about you? I'm doing great. I'm stoked to have you on the podcast. So thank you for being down to come on today. Appreciate you asking. Yeah. No, I, I'm, I'm a huge fan of uh, what you're doing 
down here for the hardcore scene out in Southern California. And for people who may not be familiar, can you just give a quick breakdown of who you are and what bands you play in? Yeah, sure. Uh, my name is Juan Lopez. I uh, currently play in two active bands. Uh, one of them you might know is uh, Firestarter. Uh, I play uh, guitar in that, and I also play guitar in a newer band called Sanctify. And um, yeah, pretty much it. Oh, yeah. And I, I feel like uh, I, I've been banging the Sanctify drum recently. I've been telling everybody that I can about that band because when that <laughs> demo dropped, and we'll get, we'll get into it in a little bit, but when, when that demo dropped, I was uh, you know pleasantly surprised. I'm like, hell yeah, this is awesome to have another new band out here, one uh, especially that sounds that awesome. So I, I'm, I'm really stoked and hope uh, you know great things for Sanctify in the future. Thank you. I really appreciate that. So I, I want to go back to like my first experience seeing Firestarter live because, uh, you, you know, I, I'd heard some rumblings about Firestarter and there's like this newer straight edge band from the L.A. area. And I was like, all right, cool. Like, I'm first of all, like the fact that there was like a new straight edge band, that's what like initially piqued my interest because I, I feel like there's uh, kind of a shortage of that out in our area. So uh, I remember I went out to. It was uh, Scowl and Zulu, right? And this is right towards um, shows coming back. And it was at this, yeah. um, it was at this weird space in LA, and I can't remember the name of it. But it was in this giant white room with the worst yeah. acoustics ever. Um, yeah. And I, I remember I, I um, rolled out solo just because uh, still like the the people that I was with uh, or m my friends they weren't as comfortable as going out to stuff like that at that point but i was like whatever like at, at that point i just really wanted to see scowl and zulu because i felt like uh this was something special just to have one of the first shows back and especially them hitting the road and there were some newer bands on the bill that i hadn't seen before so I was like all right let me roll out and check this out and i'll never forget watching firestarter and thinking wow the sound in this room fucking sucks. This band definitely like, has potential, but I can't judge them based off of this performance. Like I, I got to go home and check out the demo and give them an, an, another chance. And uh, sure enough, the next time that I caught you guys live, I was like, yeah, this is way better. I, I definitely had to blame the shitty sound on that room. And I'm happy that I didn't uh, give up on you guys after that night. Yeah. I appreciate you giving us the benefit of the doubt that, that, uh, yeah, I, I think, um, you you had Gustavo on here, Gustavo who sings in Firestarter, and uh, he mentioned that yeah, it was originally supposed to be at the Rec, at the Rec Center, rest in peace. But uh, they had to move the last minute for whatever reason. But yeah, no, I think I don't think they've had any shows there any, again because of how high the ceiling was and how bad it made everything sound. Yeah, I, I was surprised. Uh, uh, you know that nobody really kind of took that into account beforehand, but I'm sure they just needed a place for for a show, yeah, so they were just like willing to take anything. Definitely, yeah, they probably just needed a spot, which is the unfortunate reality of shows in LA right now. There's just no spots, and whatever spots we do have get burned out so quick. Yeah, which is crazy because when you think about how big the greater LA area is, uh, you figure there'd be like a ton of spots to have shows at. Definitely. Yeah, it, it kind of sucks because I feel like hardcore is getting a reputation of, think, thanks to uh, certain bigger shows. We're, we're getting like a reputation of just chaos and like disorderly conduct. And that kind of probably like steers venue owners away from wanting to host hardcore shows and that kind of stuff. Because I know plenty, I know there's a couple spots that they used to throw like heavier shows that now just won't even go near, near like hardcore or that kind of stuff. So I don't know. 
Yeah, it, it's definitely hard to explain to these venue owners that, hey, this yeah. is like a controlled chaos uh, yeah. for, for someone like you who's on the outside who may not understand it fully. Yeah. Uh, it, it might look super crazy and it might look like a, a riot could break out, but it's like you got to trust yeah. that this is all, uh, you know, well contained and everybody knows what they're doing. And then there's like this yeah. real sense of, um, you know, community. And um, for as bad as it looks, it's actually not that bad at all. It's actually a lot safer than a lot of other things going on. Oh, yeah, definitely. Okay. Um, and I'm, I'm just curious about you. Uh, did you grow up um, out in Southern California? Yeah, I've lived in LA my whole life. I was, uh, I was born on the West side, lived there for about two years. Obviously don't remember much, but, uh, when I was around two or three, my parents moved to uh, Highland park, which is where I'm still at. Okay. Hell yeah. yeah. Um, and for you playing music, uh, what part in your life did you discover that? Uh, around middle school, a buddy of mine, um, showed me Metallica mm-hmm. and before that I didn't really have a huge interest in music. I like, you know, just like hip hop and like the stuff my dad listened to, you know, he, I grew up with a lot of like guitar music, like Pink Floyd and Clapton, and Queen, all that stuff. So I definitely had like a, an appreciation for it, but it wasn't until a friend of mine showed me Metallica or just kind of opened up a whole new world of stuff. And that kind of just inspired me to pick up playing guitar. Uh, I was playing before and I was learning like flamenco acoustic guitar and I was going to these lessons and there's this, this old guy that smelled like cigarettes and I, I would just fall asleep halfway through and, um, kind of wasn't going anywhere, but I, I heard that their song, uh, Fates of Black and that kind of just like reinvigorated me to, to want to pick it up again. And, um, yeah, I've been playing guitar ever since. So, okay. And yeah. can you play any other instruments or is it just like guitar is the main thing for you? Guitar, I, I, I'm pretty good with the bass, but I, I don't really know how to do much else. Okay, for sure. Well, that's awesome yeah. that your friend put you on that path, showed you Metallica, and it kind of led you to you know playing live music to this day. Oh, definitely, yeah. And as far as uh, your uh, journey with hardcore, how did you stumble upon that? Because obviously, uh, the history of hardcore in LA, uh, you know, goes way back. But I- I'm just curious, uh, how did you stumble upon it? Um, honestly, I was getting re- I-, I grew up listening to obviously like metal and stuff, and I didn't really get into hardcore until I was in high school. Um, I was listening to a lot of like power violence because I got into the band Nails. And um, they were like, there's a lot of controversy and some people are like, oh, they're, they're not doing anything new. Like, this has been around for a while. And then I was like, OK, let, let me check that out because I like this. So I'll probably like that. And then um, just listening to different power violence bands, my like YouTube recommendations started popping up like the occasional hardcore release. So like Gorilla Biscuits, Use It Today, like, you know, like the, the youth crew stuff, sort of like faster stuff. And um, I, I kind of knew about hardcore just because um being into like thrash metal mainly a lot of those dudes owed a lot to like crow mags um charlie bonante from anthrax uh, always um cited the band uh, nyc mayhem uh, and they were like a hardcore band as like an influence on his like blast beats and stuff uh i didn't know until later until i met like gustavo and jacob that um from firestarter that um that NYC Mayhem came straight ahead eventually and straight ahead is so, like one of my favorite straight fans ever but um it hardcore didn't really like click with me until I heard uh, Half Heart and that kind of just like 
was like, whoa, like this, this is, this is something I, I want to be into this is something like I want to devote my time to building an interest in. And then just kind of like listening to more albums, listening to getting deeper into it. And, um, discovering Hey five, six, honestly, uh, seeing, being able to see the documentation of like current bands as opposed to the, like, like very limited documentation of bands from before that were like still unearthing like VHS tapes or like crossed out or whatever. But, um, it was really sick and I got to see bands from like the East coast that I guess you could consider like entry level for someone nowadays, like Jesus Peace and Bane and that kind of stuff. Cause it was at the top of the recommended cause of, you know, the, the vein set from this is hardcore 2017 where they all had the windbreakers like that, that went sort of viral. And I was like, whoa, this is sick. So I just kind of started getting, getting into it like that as I, as I got older and um, yeah. To me, it's pretty interesting to hear you kind of reference uh, YouTube as being a pretty Im important tool for you discovering new hardcore. Because I, I honestly, I think this might be a first um, out of all the 300 something odd episodes that I've uh, done so far for you to come on and um, mention how uh, YouTube was this like, you know, really influential tool that helped you discover a lot of bands. I find that uh, super interesting. Yeah, I'm not. And Jacob from Firestarter gets on me all gets on me about this all the time i'm not really big into like physical media mm -hmm. um I'm, I'm a person that does not have a lot of self-control so if i get into something i'm into it and i'll devote like all my energy into it so if i have m more expensive hobbies than just like playing guitar i'll just probably go bankrupt buying vinyls and cassette tapes and that kind of stuff so i kind of force myself to stay away mm -hmm. from it but also i just I'm not really into like collecting vinyls or tapes or CDs and that kind of stuff because I know I know I know he is and that's how he found out about this stuff. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I feel like the algorithm on YouTube used to be a lot better. It um, like now it's just oh you like this and then it's just that you know it's just only tailored to one thing. It's not what it used to be where it was oh you like this you might like this too and. Um, I didn't have like any streaming services going up. Um, another thing I should mention is um, these blog spot boards, like stuff like Sophie's Floorboard and uh, Cut and Paste or something. Uh, that also helped a lot because I would just like download a bunch of stuff and uh, just whatever looked cool, honestly, like album art. And then I would read up on it. It would be this like crazy write up. Like, oh, this band was around for like two years and they released one thing. It sounds horrible. And I'm like, I need to hear it, you know? But, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I just, I didn't, I never went through the whole physical media thing and that probably, that I guess it does make me an outlier, you know? Hey, everyone else. I, I'm right there with you because when it comes yeah. when it comes to hardcore, I, I have this payback test press, and then I have like a very small collection of like Fury vinyl. But outside of that, um, in terms of hardcore, I don't really have a lot of physical um, media, like like no records, just because. Um, I just kind of went down a, a different path. I, uh, I I wanted to start collecting vinyl because a, a lot of my close friends back in the day, they had started it and it seemed like a really cool hobby. But then when I tried to start, like the first record I wanted to buy was Newfound Glory's Catalyst. But at that time, it wasn't even pressed on vinyl. So I was like, all right, maybe this is a sign that I shouldn't collect any uh, hardcore vinyl. So I, I just never really got into it uh, back then. But um, 
more recently I, I got into K-pop and uh, and the, their main format is CDs. So I have uh, like this insane amount of uh, CDs, uh, more than I have ever thought I would ever want to own. Um, and it is a pretty expensive and crazy hobby, but um, I, I definitely feel you on the, the digital media because outside of my CDs, um, all the video games that I own, all the movies, it, it's all digital. I'll never buy another physical video game release as long as I live. Uh, same thing with movies because I, I just find it way more convenient to to be able just to um, you know go to the online store instead of having to go to my local uh, video game store or to my local um, Walmart or whatever to pick up the latest like Blu-ray or or DVD. Um, to me, it's always just been about uh, convenience and it's cool because like growing up, uh, I, I would have to go to like Blockbuster or something to try to get the latest video game or movie. But now it's like I could wake up, roll out of bed, and turn on my laptop or my PC and it's at my fingertips. I can have whatever I want. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Well, yeah. I'm, and w w one thing you also mentioned the, the algorithm. Yeah. Uh, on, in, on YouTube, it, it is pretty interesting because sometimes I don't want to click on certain things because I don't want to, you know, have that sucked into my, like my algorithm. Cause then I yeah. like, I'll, I'll click on one random video that I thought could be interesting. It turns out to be like shit. And then next thing I know, like for the next week and a half, like, similar videos like that are getting recommended and i'm just like no i don't like that stuff i was just curious on, on that one video and yeah. now my my algorithm's all messed up and i have to try to like readjust it which sounds stupid to consciously have to go out of my way to try to fix my own algorithm it, it should uh you know know automatically but um who knows so th th that sounds like really really technical i know exactly what you mean mm -hmm. but yeah. shout out tony as well um i i appreciate everything Sonny does because he does uh, his stuff so organized like um, whether yeah. you're you're watching his stuff on uh youtube or even on his own website he tries to make it so easy for for any viewer someone who's like a veteran of hardcore or someone who's just dipping their toes in and is new to the genre he makes it so easy and convenient just by having everything so organized and even his own recommendations it, it, it's amazing so I, yeah, um, Sonny's a, a really important tool and I'm happy to hear you mention him. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I forgot that Steven from 1972 does a great job, especially right here on the West Coast. Mm -hmm. Yeah, shout out Steven 197. I actually uh, saw him uh, at the Take It to Heart record release uh, out here in uh, Orange County. So um, I, I was happy to see him there. Yeah, yeah. I saw he uh, uploaded that broken bus. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, yeah uh, I heard it was sick. Yeah, it was cool. Um, Great time for Orange County because yeah, it was the first time in a while where I rolled up to program and I actually had to look for parking. I was like, "What the hell's <laughs> going on here? Why are there so many people here?" But but I was very happy to see so many people uh, show out like um, early for a gig. Yeah. Um, most of the time, people just kind of like mosey on in, and by the time the last band's on, the place is definitely packed out. But uh, people yeah. people definitely rolled out and uh, showed yeah. uh, great support that night. Yeah, it's awesome. Okay. Well, uh, and as far as Firestarter, I, I know you guys are um, getting bigger, which I'm very happy about because when I think back to that show with Scal and Zulu, uh, you guys were still pretty new. Uh, but now you guys have done, uh, you know, a cool tour. You guys are definitely, um, you know, uh, way more noticed these days than back then. But it, it, as far as the band getting together, if you can talk about it from your perspective. Uh, yeah. Um, so basically, uh, me and 
uh, Jacob, who also plays guitar in Firestarter, we were in a band called Lockdown, and uh, we are doing, like, heavier kind of stuff, and um, one day I just kind of, like, woke up, and I was like, hey, I, I really like the New York's, like, like the 80, like 80s style of, like, New York hardcore, and, like, Cro-Mags and that kind of stuff, and I was like, I want to do something like that. So I hit up Jacob because he's literally like a textbook when it comes to hardcore. So I was like, if, I, if I'm going to do this with someone, I'm going to do it with him. And um, I was like, yo, I want to do this specific style of hardcore. Are you down? He'd like to try to start a new band. And um, he was down. And um, he mentioned that he had, because I, I already knew that he had just a bunch of demos that he, he does by himself, where he just tackles different styles, different like genres even. Um, and he mentioned he had this one specific demo that he put up on Bandcamp. Um, and it was like straight ahead worship. And I was like, that sounds awesome. And then, um, he sent it to me and I was like, yo, this is awesome. Like, is it, would it be cool if we like use this or like he offered or we just established that we would use that material and like maybe like switch it up a little bit. So, um, I, it was, it was planned to be a straight edge band, but, um, the first incarnations didn't really work out. Uh, we just had trouble, you know, getting people to like fill spots. And, um, we eventually just kind of, um, went the route of, uh, posting on my story and his story. Like, Hey, if anyone likes these albums, hit us up, maybe we can start a band. And, um, I, like Gustavo said in his interview, he, uh, him and Jacob were at Burger King, I guess. And he told uh, Jacob to hit us up because Jacob played drums. And so he hit us up and then we we're like, cool. Like, yeah, we're down. You know, someone's enthusiastic about it. And um, he mentioned, hey, my friend Gustavo would want to do vocals. If that would be okay with you guys. And we were like, yeah, you know, might as well. And um, so it was us. And then Miguel from the band Union Front, uh, he fronted a band called Blue Sands for a while um he hit us up to play bass and we're like we got a lineup and uh we started jamming uh we played a gig and then um i guess unit front was moving forward a couple things at a time and uh, miguel wanted to focus more on that because he'd been part of that for a long time so he he left the band and uh jacob's uh buddy who later became our buddy uh joined in on bass um and after a while they kind of just didn't work out so we got a uh, charlie who also played in lockdown to play bass for us and uh he's not straight edge and it, it, it started didn't start off as a straight edge band it became a straight edge band but uh charlie isn't straight edge and you know i i personally don't really care i value friendship more than uh, i value him being like a good friend and uh, he's not like crazy about it you know about like not being straight edge or whatever mm-hmm. he's pretty he's pretty responsible with the way he does things so um we were at the music and i think that's all that matters like me jacob and gustavo who are straight edge and uh, jacob doesn't drum for us anymore so now we have brad from the high desert drumming for us and uh, he is straight edge so I think four out of five is okay. No. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I totally understand that because there's, uh, trust me, there's uh, bands, uh, vegan bands that have non-vegan yeah. members and stuff. So, yeah. uh, no, yeah, I yeah. totally uh, see your, your perspective. And I'm, I'm just curious, uh, is Brad an actual member now? Because I know he, he was just uh, filling in for a little bit, but. He was filling in for a little bit, but he's just, he's the bro now. And um, 
he's a really good drummer, so we just asked him to come on permanently. And he said, yeah. Oh yeah! Shout out the High Desert. They always got, yeah. uh, you know, I feel like uh, they're not talked about enough, but they always got cool shit going on out there. Yeah, but him, Ray, and Julio from Extinction Burst—they all put on for the High Desert like, like crazy amount, and it pays off. Every just about every show we played up there has been crazy. They yeah. they really sorry they they really have like love for each other up there. It's it's pretty cool. Yeah, and I'm I'm curious why more shows don't uh, stop out there. Because right? back in the day, I I used to go out to fucking Lancaster all the time, and uh, they used to have this sick ass venue called uh, I think it was called the Trilogy Theater, if I remember correctly. It was like by these like train tracks, and I, I saw like so like, I I saw like big bands like A Day to Remember play out there. Then I also saw crazy hardcore shows. I remember like First Blood, Alcatraz. Oh, um just wow. like just like a ton of crazy they, they, they always got like a good range of shows but i'm yeah. just not sure what happened with that venue but but i but i've always known that shit never died out there people just um aren't really speaking about them like they should definitely yeah no, he, he's he's done a lot for the i got respect for that 100 mm-hmm, that's cool i'm I, i'm happy to hear uh, that he's a national member now because honestly anytime that i'd ever see you guys live i'm like oh i guess he's still filling in but now i know that he's an actual member now so <laughs> so that's definitely uh, uh really cool to hear yeah he he uh he likes to make the joke that we, we asked him to be a permanent member so we wouldn't have to pay his gas every time <laughs> <laughs> that that's fair that I, I guess um you know uh just a couple of weeks ago that bill could be pretty high with how crazy gas prices uh you know were they're, they're slowly dropping but still pretty high it's it's still bad yeah okay and uh yeah so Firestarter, uh, you guys started catching wind, and um, it was definitely cool to kind of see uh, just people from around the country slowly start to take notice. Um, but more recently, you guys did a run with Rob Brigade. I know Dare was supposed to be on it, but they unfortunately had to drop. But I'm, I'm just curious yeah. for for you guys, like how was that run and finally being able to get out to new places and play in front of new people? Honestly, it was uh, pretty surreal. Uh, we uh, we didn't know what to expect going in because obviously Rob Brigade's like a pretty big band and people were pretty excited to see them, us included, because we, we played with them the last time they came down here. Um, we didn't know what to expect going on, but from the first show, the reactions were better than we could have ever expected. So we were all really, really pleasantly and humble, humbly surprised to, to have that reaction to have people actually know the words to our songs and that kind of stuff and it was really weird as well i guess people actually like us you know yeah i i, I always find that uh, kind of interesting in hearing it from your perspective because for me uh, just being a fan and knowing your music i, I just uh, seem like that'd be like a no-brainer right because i listen to the music and i, I believe in it and um, for you to finally get out there i was like okay yeah these guys are definitely gonna kill it just because i know that the music is solid yeah yeah i appreciate that Okay, and does that make you guys want to get out more? Because I know, um, obviously, touring uh, can be tough uh, just to have everybody's like schedules align and to you know plan things out. But is that something you guys want to do in twenty twenty three? Definitely, yeah. I think after hopefully the, the split that we have with Madhouse is going to come out by the end of the year. Uh, I know we want to do a run off that. I don't know if we're like just to go to like hit the east coast or just like the southwest like go to texas or something but um we, we do want to do something 
with that with that release. Uh, what it is is yet to be you know discussed and decided. But we do definitely want to hit the road again. Okay, call the label and be like, yo, throw <laughs> us on these random distort gigs that are popping up uh, out in Chicago. I know there's one supposed to be in LA pretty soon, right? Or did, yeah. did, did that already get announced or am, am I tripping? Well, um, they announced the day. They didn't announce much details, but all I can say is it's going to be pretty cool. Okay. Well, yeah, I, I feel like uh, th there's enough people that I know on the East Coast that know about you guys and would like to see you live. So I'm uh, you know, hoping that at some point it, it could definitely happen next year, whether, yeah, just be like a Texas thing. So, you know, Texas is pretty huge or even just like a uh, like a regional thing, like out on the East Coast. I, I feel like it would be a definitely a great thing for you guys just to get out there and uh, play in front of those markets. Yeah, definitely. Thank you. Okay. And uh, the split with Madhouse, uh, uh, how far along is that? Have you guys already recorded your songs or where are you guys at with that? It's all recorded. It's all done. I think we're just waiting on vinyl. Oh, the and, shredded uh, vinyl. Yeah. So that, that that's what's been taking so long. Okay. Okay. So, so that it's already all been submitted and you're just waiting to get it yeah. in? Oh, okay. Everything's been recorded, mastered, and all that. Okay, uh, I, I think I might like that a little more, right? Just kind of do everything behind the scenes and then wait until the vinyl gets in to kind of push and do like a, a press run on it because uh, it, it does suck, right? And I, I'm definitely very understanding of the situation, but it does suck to kind of be like, hey, uh, pre-orders are up for the vinyl. Uh, it comes in eight months from now. Uh, I, I feel like not talking about it and then kind of being like hey pre-orders up now vinyl ships immediately i, I feel like just kind of dropping that kind of bomb is uh, a little better and i know it, yeah. it can definitely be rough just depending on uh where the band's at to to kind of sit that long on new material but i feel like yeah. uh, to to bite that bullet might be the best thing to to be able to just to have something in hand to to give out because because you think if you continue on that that cycle right uh you know here's the the pre-order comes out eight months and then you can't really do anything new in that period of time and then once it comes out then it's like holy shit like how long should you wait or how long should you let the record live on and people just got it in their hands like eight months later so it, it's definitely like a really tricky situation definitely yeah that's part of the really the uh, reason we released that a uh, single before the uh, the robber did run is because um it's just been what two years since the demo dropped and mm -hmm. we're, we've been aching to put something out so we're just like we have this recorded from a while ago uh i don't think what it was supposed to be on is gonna happen let's just put it out and um advanced projector was like yeah yeah let's do it because uh, you, you again you we, we all felt like we needed to keep a little bit of momentum going you know Okay, and uh, as far as the split, can you talk about um, how many tracks are on each side? Uh, I th we did three, and I think Madhouse did two. I think combined total, it's like six minutes or something. I don't know, but very fast. Mm -hmm. It's awesome. No, I'm I'm, I'm definitely for it. And uh, shout out Madhouse. I'm I'm definitely a fan of the people in that band, and I'm definitely looking forward to seeing them do more. Oh, definitely. Yeah, those are those are all our homies. Shout out Bragg, shout out Moy, shout out Don, mm -hmm. Miles and Juan too. They're all they're all really great, talented people. And uh, for you and Advanced Perspective, where does that relationship uh, you know form? Because uh, obviously, uh, Firestarter, Sanctify on that label. I, I'm just curious where you guys linked up. Well, I 
um, when you interviewed Gustavo, he did a pretty good job of summarizing it. We were just kind of like, just talking one day and we're like, and then uh, he, he noticed that Marco followed him and um, he was like, hey, wouldn't it be crazy if AP hit us up? And then literally AP hit us up to put something out. And um, yeah, we just made the made that happen. Uh, it's going to be, the split's going to be a split release between AP and uh, Extinction Burst. But um, yeah, uh, we were just talking to Marco and like we just got him to be like good friends with him. And um, we were at in and out one time, me, Jacob, and him, because I think uh, we were helping him move some stuff. But um, we were all talking about, like, what we're into. And um, he mentioned that he really liked um, integrity and, like, some of the like, heavier stuff, too. Because by, by what he was released, I, I always thought he was just, like, a... We have something that is... A little bit heavier and like, pretty influenced by integrity. Do you, would you want to hear it? Maybe. And he's like, "Yeah, he was down." And we uh, we showed him some of the sanctified stuff, and he really liked it. So he was like, "Hey, if you want some, you want me to help you guys out and put this out?" And blah, blah, blah. So we were like, "Yeah, sure." So we made it happen, and uh, it's, it's been pretty cool so far. So. 100%. Yeah. And shout out, uh, Marco for uh, being down to support these younger bands. Cause I, I know some yeah. people just might not be uh, willing to take that chance and believe in a newer band so early on. Cause it, it yeah. definitely is a, a lot easier when there's a little bit of steam behind them and they let it build. But for him to have jumped on so early, uh, you know, I got to give him his props cause that's, uh, it's awesome that he's believed in you guys for that long. Yeah. And definitely is. Shout out to him. And uh, we'll, we'll get to saying to find a minute, but uh, for you being a part of like this newer generation of LA hardcore, did, it, did you ever think about that? Because uh, obviously, like I mentioned before, there's like this long history of LA hardcore. But when you look at the the landscape, uh, you know, Firestarter is a part of this new wave of uh, you know bands that are coming through and are hopefully here to stay for a long time. Uh, honestly, it's been pretty cool. Um yeah we were just talking about how um we kind of started off just doing like a lot of backyard shows and we're just all really grateful that we are where we are now whether that be because we just have good support or because we've i, I, I don't want to say we've like grinded our asses off but we, we we do put in the work and uh it feels good for for that to be i guess recognized i guess but um, we obviously wouldn't be here without people like you and like people that go to our shows and sing along and watch and that kind of stuff. But um, it's it's really dope to be part of something that um, not only is like super historical, but is still going like really strong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it, it, it's, it's something cool to see because, uh, you know, I've been around for a long time and I always uh, appreciated uh, trying to help and support the uh, you know newer wave of bands just because I always tell everybody if there are no new bands, no new kids. This shit will die. So uh, just to be yeah. around and see, uh, you know, th- th- these newer bands like Firestarter, Sanctify come around, um, it, it, it just makes me happy because the music is really good. And I'm just like, just blown away. Cause I'm like, wow, that's awesome that these, um, you know, uh, people younger than me are still able to create music that gets me excited. And um, for me to just even have a part in helping out, like being able to book Firestarter, uh, th- that was something, uh, you know, cool for me because I've been a fan for a long time. And even being able to, um, you know, book Sanctify, you know, we have that show in October. For, for me, that's another cool thing, you know, being able to bring you guys out to Orange County 
and just uh, show kids out here that uh, you know that you guys are doing some cool shit. It's definitely um, it's something that I'm uh, you know just happy to be able to help in doing uh, you know my part that way. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we we appreciate all the opportunities you've been given. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, you know, and for, like I said, for for you guys being a, a newer band, um, I'm I'm happy that you guys are willing to you know help me out and you know uh, you know play support in, in these shows that I'm booking just because you know I, I need you guys uh, you know probably more than you need me if I'm being honest. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean we're not we're not like our egos aren't massive, you know. We're, we're not going to turn something down just because we know we're probably going to open it. Yeah, no, and it's, it's really appreciated too. Yeah, because uh, dealing w- with you guys, um, you know, w- with you guys playing that show, um, and just even behind the scenes, just outside of it too, um, I- I've been you know very happy to be able to know you guys. Yeah, definitely. Okay, and uh, as far as um, you know, out in LA, I, I know we had mentioned earlier that there is um, kind of like a not really a shortage, but it's just like a, a hard time to find consistent venues um outside of that uh how is the the la scene from your perspective honestly it's pretty welcoming um there is there is like a good amount of uh gatekeeping um kind of divided on it but it's honestly kind of necessary um obviously we all know there's a lot of like new new blood new kids coming in mm-hmm. and uh, for whatever reason that they come in you know i'm not i'm not necessarily one to judge about that but um um i am one to judge about people that are in for the wrong reasons i guess for sure. people who don't want to support people who don't want to maybe respect um uh, again respect venues and they just kind of want to create chaos and that kind of stuff and that's part of the reason like scenes die you know that's part of the reason like la has such a shortage of spots and we were kind of like backyard shows are fun don't get me wrong but it'd be nice to have, be able to put newer bands younger bands on like an actual stage you know yeah no i, I but, d- definitely agree with that yeah it, it just sucks that that's kind of what we're forced to do because especially in la you never know what could happen on the street Hundred percent, yeah. Uh, yeah. That, yeah, you definitely gotta you know play it safe in, in those uh, regards. But yeah, I I, I wish um, you because know, obviously like backyard shows are cool. But yeah, I I wish there were um, you know more consistent stuff because uh, to to be able to have a, a consistent venue and be able to build up a history and just kind of have like a, a new spot that bands could have like. A destination instead of like, all right, cool. Like we know we want to play LA, but we just gotta try to try to figure out where. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's it's also like, especially for like the younger kids, like providing a space where they're not gonna feel maybe like a, a hostile presence. You know, mm-hmm. like you go to hardcore shows, you go to any show, really. You 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 get to know people. You see the same people around most of the time. Um, if it's just at like random spots all across, you're going to meet a whole lot more people. And maybe some of those people are there for, you know, they have ulterior motives for being there and um, they can cause harm, especially to like a lot of underage kids and that kind of stuff. Yeah. No, it, it, it is a little strange when you're at a hardcore show and you know that there's like somebody there who's clearly uh, just, you know, kind of stumbled in 
and just yeah. isn't even there for the music. They're just kind of curious, and it's like oh, this it never really ends well because either they don't understand the the pit, and then they get pissed yeah. off, and they eventually get uh, normally usually end up getting beat up or uh, you know starting shit with the wrong person. Uh, yeah. So it, it it definitely can be a like a, a, a negative thing. But yeah, no, I I, I totally understand what, what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, and. Uh, just curious about uh, Sanctify. Obviously, um, you mentioned briefly how it came together, but uh, as long as the demo has been out, I, how has the reception been for you? Uh, it's been pretty crazy. I didn't expect it to get. Um, I, I I didn't expect it to get nearly the amount of attention it did. I've had people who I just literally don't know from across the country, just like. A comment or uh, follow me or just, like send a DM or something about like, hey, this is awesome. I just want to let you know or something. And it's been really awesome. Whether that be, you know, well, it probably is just because it's been so, it's so closely related to Firestarter, but it's still really, it's still really awesome to, hear, to see that people actually, you know, took the time out of the day to listen to it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and obviously I, I I checked it out because I, I follow you on social media. Yeah. But uh, besides the band, I don't even know who else is in the band. So it's pretty much just Firestarter, but so it's me, Jacob, and Charlie from Firestarter. Uh, Jacob, our Firestarter's old drummer, is drumming for Sanctify, and obviously, like you said, Ben from Take It to Heart is on bass. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Now now I'm I'm, I'm piecing it together. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Um, uh, well, I'm definitely uh, a, a huge fan of it. I, I remember my buddy, um, probably shouldn't name him, uh, but he, he he posted on social media like wanting to just review music for the zine that he's doing. And he's not always the best at getting back to me. Um, yeah. But I had sent him the, the Sanctified demo. Cause I'm like, oh, cool. Like, I, I wonder if he would be into this. And I sent it to him and he got back to me like, pretty fast which is uh, uncommon for him and i'm like oh wow okay this this uh, must mean he actually likes this demo because i've, I've sent him some other stuff and i've kind of had to chase him down to get his opinion um yeah. so uh, I, I was like okay cool i was like i because sometimes i feel like i'm crazy right because obviously <laughs> i um you know like you i like ben and i try not to let my like friendships get in the way of how i feel about um the music i always try to like listen to these um to your guys' bands like objectively and not want to like it just because we're friends i want to yeah. uh, be able to like absorb the music um, and understand it for what it is yeah. so sometimes i'm i i second guess myself i'm like damn uh, this music is good, but am I just being clouded by my bias? So like when I get in situations like that, where I, I send it off to a buddy who is always brutally honest with me, um, yeah. and to, to hear him have like, um, you know, positive, um, you know, a view on the demo, I'm like, all right, cool. Like I'm, I'm definitely not crazy and just not trying to pump up uh, like another Southern California hardcore band. Yeah. 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 Uh, I, I definitely feel that. Um, I, I feel that in like the writing process where maybe I'll think something's cool and, uh, Jacob, or the main writers for me and Sa for Sanctifier, me and Jacob, mm -hmm. um, who sings in the band. Um, I kind of just write riffs and he helps me like structure them because usually when I just try to write something, it comes out like a riff salad. But um, it's been really cool and it's been sort of like um, eye-opening, I guess, because I've learned to, to not do that. I've learned to be like, hey, I don't like this idea or to just be straight up because 
we get more accomplished that way instead of just playing these like passive aggressive mind games that kind of stuff so i, I definitely feel the whole clouded by bias over here Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I remember seeing you post on social media that, um, you know, that this project meant a lot to you. Um, and can you just kind of speak on, on why that is? Um, well, a lot of those songs, well, two or three of those songs that are on the demo were originally intended for that first band that we were in, Lockdown. Mm-hmm. And um, re- disregarding the feelings I have about that project now, um, it, it still meant something to me and to be able to expand on those ideas and those structures and writing the newer songs which sound completely they all still sound like pretty completely different than the stuff we were doing with lockdown um i just feel like it's one of the first things i've written mostly by myself that i'm actually like sort of proud of because um I'm one of the, I'm the kind of person who just have a lot of like self doubt when it comes to my own creative process. And that definitely does get in the way, but all these songs came to me pretty easily. And it just felt really good to have had like a healthy creative output for the first time in a while. So mm-hmm. that meant a lot to me and it helped, I think it helped me, um, like, because I've, I've written some stuff for Firestarter, because mostly it's Jacob, and um, it helped me be a lot more confident in the way I write things. And um, it helped me be a lot more, like, objective, as opposed to, like, getting, you know, buttered. Someone didn't like my idea or whatever, you know. For sure. No, I, I think yeah. um, having self-doubt you know, can be healthy, right? Because if you go in there yeah. with like this, uh, you know, a cocky, arrogant attitude and think that whatever you write is going to be the best, uh, you know, it can yeah. definitely take you somewhere pretty dark. But um, where you don't want, yeah, where you don't want to be. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I think it's awesome that, that you're still able to uh, just, uh, you know, have that doubt and be a little more critical on yourself uh, and uh, be able to have that feedback through reaching out to your friends. I I, I think it's really important to just kind of uh, stay balanced in, in that regard, because obviously with your bands getting more recognition, uh, that stuff can get to people's heads and they think that they, uh, you know, are on top of the world and can't write a bad song. But for you to um, you still kind of have that in your mind and know that, um, you know, you, you want to get checked. I, I, I think it's um, you know pretty important definitely definitely okay well i'm definitely uh you know stoked on uh sanctify and i'm happy that you guys are uh, doing stuff uh, but w- one thing that i see when uh you know obviously uh, people play in multiple bands and just like uh, last night you have to do double duty uh with firestarter and sanctify and especially <laughs> with um, you having so many shared members is that something that you're um, okay with or is that something you, you kind of want to stray away from uh, towards the future just because it can be uh, taxing to do two sets in one night, but also, um, you know, down the road, uh, you know, scheduling, could, uh, you know, could get in the way, obviously, um, with so many shared members from both bands, it's going to have to be one or the other on the road. Unless you do a, a Firestarter Sanctify tour, which I think would be awesome. I'd, I'd be in for it. That'd be tight. Yeah. Um, we've definitely had that thought process where, like, uh, there's going to be one point where it's going to have to be one or the other, and it just sort of depends. Um, I 
I'm not sure how I'll approach that when we get to it, but um, I think as a whole, we're all level-headed enough to make a, a decision that you know benefits everyone. Uh, I like working with Jacob and Charlie and uh, all of my other friends. I, I like working with them, which is why I'm in two bands with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I didn't like working with them, I definitely would not join another band with them. Um, I've been, I played in a band called Helldweller. Um, the singer for that band was the original bass player for Sanctify. So I just, I, I don't know, I like playing music with my friends and I, I like playing music with um, people that I get along with creatively. And um, whether it be, and I'm in seven bands with them or just one, um, I think as long as the product of that, like, creative unity is, uh, worth it then i think it works out yeah no i'm i'm about it uh maybe you can have like a fire starter season and then have sanctify in the off season you guys yeah. kind of alternate I, and i know it might get uh busy because so, i'm um, obviously like someone like you uh you won't get a chance to take a rest uh, you might have to be uh you know busy since you're in, in both bands but um, yeah. uh, maybe something alternating like that uh could work or like i said uh, or just say fuck it and do uh, both of them full force yeah, that that's probably what we're gonna do. I, I think um, Firestar is gonna take a, a writing break uh, pretty soon. We have to finish up the EP, and um, we'll probably push Sanctify a bit more. Um, I, I I like staying busy creatively because if I don't, and I just let myself idle for too long, I just kind of default into being lazy and not like keeping up on like my practicing or like my writing kind of stuff. So. It's it's better that I be busy than just idle. Mm-hmm. For sure. And uh, Firestarter EP. Okay, so we have a split and then um, EP right around the corner. Are you going to try to space out the two or are you just going to give it to us back to back? It's going to be spaced out enough, I want to say. Uh, we do want to record the EP as soon as possible, but uh, if the vinyl situation is the way it is still, then, you know, it's, it's going to be spaced out whether we want it to or not, but it's definitely going to come out sooner, I guess, than the, uh, uh, sooner than the uh, split did in relation to our demo, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there, there won't be as big of a gap in between. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, exactly. That's cool. Well, I, I'm happy to hear that you guys have uh you know at, at least uh, long-term plans like that laid out for firestarter because uh yeah like i said i'm definitely um, looking forward to the split um and i yeah I, I didn't even think about what would come next but it's cool to hear that you guys already um, are, are working on that ep we have songs written for the release after that already so we like to plan ahead and do you ever uh fear because like i always get concerned um right because obviously okay um like this time period right now right you're you're writing um and you're you, you like you just mentioned you already have stuff for the release after the ep but do you ever fear that by the time you get to that point um like you'll be in a different creative state and you wish that maybe you could have put out a different body of work versus what you wrote like you know in in the past i get what you're trying to say um honestly so for firestarter the main songwriter for that band is jacob mm-hmm or the guitar player and it's i kind of let him take the reins on it and um he's 
the one that insists on us planning out the releases. And uh, he kind of has, he has like a rough goal line Mm -hmm. to reach. And um, we kind of just piece it together along the way. Um, So he has, we have obviously what the EP is going to sound like. And he has an idea of what the the next release is going to sound like. And obviously we're going to maybe change it up a little bit, Mm -hmm. but the end goal is still the same. That makes sense for sure no uh, I, I i i like that because uh talking to a lot of bands they just kind of go where the wind takes them but for you guys to kind of have a, a that structure for the musical uh releases i i think that's pretty cool yeah. um yeah we, we tried functioning the other way it doesn't really work out so okay um do you guys uh, outside of the music do you have like you know do you have these like goals set for you know places you want to play or you know places you want to get to um well we have um we have in our minds i guess like milestones mm-hmm. like we want to have played a certain area by a certain time you know or done a certain thing by a certain time and um so like maybe next by by this time next year we're gonna have done another run you know mm-hmm. for example you know you know i was surprised you guys didn't get asked to play san and fury just because I, I thought you guys were a shoe in for that because in, in in terms of like younger newer bands from the area i couldn't really think of anyone else who made more sense oh well i mean there's always next year who knows it'd be a crime if you guys didn't play next year just because because i haven't seen them posting about you guys too so it's not like they're not aware yeah. so uh, yeah I mean, they know who we are for sure and i think that's awesome At the end of the day, what's up and i i think that's awesome for them to to be able to to post about you guys because if you look at their what they do on social media they don't post about a lot of newer bands from the area um, so yeah. for them to, to, to do that, it, it definitely means, uh, to me, it means something, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, we all, we, I saw that and I was like, wait, who posted that? And then I saw that it was them and I was like, wait, what? Mm-hmm. And, um, I sent it to the group chat and I was kind of like, what the hell? But, um, yeah, I mean, you know, maybe next year, but. No, hundred percent next year. There's no way they're not asking <laughs> for our starter. Um, because uh, the, the the music's too good, and you guys are obviously dedicated, and uh, just it's, it's just from where you're from and what uh, you know what the fest is. I, I just feel like it just makes total sense. Yeah, I don't, well, yeah, I don't know. I, I try to I try to I guess be humble about this kind of thing. Yeah, but it, it's different for me because I'm not in the band, so I could say I, I could say that Firestarter Santa Fury 2023 clip <laughs> clip this shit is going down. <laughs> Hopefully, now, hopefully yeah that's cool um yeah i i definitely you know hope that it happens just because uh i i feel like you guys are uh, doing great stuff and um you know have done great stuff and obviously by the time that fest rolls around next year the the history will just have grown yeah and we'll have more than just like four or five songs out so people actually know them. yeah what, what, what's up with the merch i, I i've been wanting a firestarter hat for for a long time Okay, I we I don't know if you saw the, the new ones we have. I'll save you one, and uh, I'll get it to you if you like it. But uh, I'll save you one. I'll send you a picture. All right, no, I'll 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 take one. I'm not going to be picky about the the design. I just want to 
uh, you know, be able to uh, wear a Firestarter hat. Because I saw, like, the, the old one that Gustavo always wears, and I was like, damn, missed out on that. Yeah, that one was cool. I think we only did, like, 25 of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they, didn't, I, they didn't come out the way we wanted them, but it's whatever. People seem to like them, so. Yeah, I, and I feel like I always have bad luck with your merch, because I can't remember which show it was, but you guys had played program. And I went to go buy a shirt and you guys like sold out of my size. I'm like, damn it. I can't get a hat. Can't get a shirt. This is uh, crazy. But, but it's cool. I, I was happy that you guys were obviously selling merch and, uh, you know, uh, yeah, selling yeah. out of sizes because that means people were buying your stuff. But, um, one yeah, day, man. one day I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll get, a, get a shirt, get a hat. What size are you? Shirt. Large. Okay. Yeah. We're out, we're out of the ones we printed in large. It's all but, good. Um, Next round, we'll see. I'll, I'll, I'll make sure you seven inside for you. I, I, I definitely appreciate that. Uh, and yeah, because I just want to, uh, you know, rep you guys uh, and just tell more people about you because it's cool. Because I'm um, even when uh, these days when I talk about because I, I, I don't even talk about Firestarter anymore like I used to because I used to tell everybody like when people would ask, like, oh, what's the the newer band from you know Southern California that we should listen to? I used to always tell everybody Firestarter, Firestarter, but now it's to the point where um, you guys have done enough where people already know you guys, which is cool. So I'm like, all right, cool. Like, let me move yeah. on to the next one. So now I just kind of replaced Firestarter with Sanctify. And, <laughs> and I, I just tell everybody just because I, I, I seriously lo- love that demo. Uh, you know, and I, I was like really stoked on it. So that's just my new, my new mission now is just to tell everybody about you guys and hopefully get to that point where I don't have to mention your name. People already know. It. <laughs> yeah. And much appreciated. And, uh, we're not we're not paying you yeah. else. We're not paying you know what's funny is uh people have thought that uh you know bands that i promote yes. or, or whatever uh that uh, people could get like me to uh you know say it with money or whatever but it's like no like these things that i talk about and uh, you know people that i have on the podcast it, it's out of just me genuinely enjoying the music or liking the person uh and just wanting to help spread the word and um yeah so people have tried but yeah it doesn't really work that way yeah and and honestly and it's like the 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 music speaks for itself it's like if i uh you know there's no way i'd want to come on here and promote a band that uh, wasn't good because they would easily be you know figured out when people went and checked yeah. out the music they'd be like oh wow why is jamie promoting this crappy band <laughs> uh, they they definitely paid them but it's like no like yeah, yeah. anybody that gets promoted on here it's because i'm just uh, you know, genuinely into the the music or the art or whatever it is. That's how it should be. And as far as um, other bands, uh, are there any like you know, newer bands that you think people should be checking out that they might not be talking about? Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, first one comes to mind: Major Pain. Uh, shout out Cole Coops. Dude, uh, that guy loves hardcore so much. <laughs> <laughs> it's so crazy. Yeah, it's so crazy. I would honestly wish more kids were like him, because he—it's he, just such a like un, un, unconditional, like unforgiving, like admiration for hardcore. You know, mm-hmm. it's so, it's so awesome to see just a kid so psyched about something. Yeah, and, and, and it, it, it just much. makes me envy him just because uh, obviously like I've experienced so much like in being around for so long where I there's no way I could have that kind of uh, joy yeah, and yeah. love uh, for uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, like him because whenever I see him like uh, I was like I, I saw them play the other night and he's always just so happy full of smiles and I'm like damn like that kid 
uh, you know, I, I hope he stays like that forever because it, it's just cool. It's cool to see and it, it gives me uh, hope for the future that a, a young kid like him could come in, start a cool band, but just still be so stoked and wanting to like kind of like, um, you know, immerse himself in the the culture and learn about the history. Um, you know, obviously, like where he works um, is a big help to that. But for him to, to care that much and to see him just have so much love and be so kind and caring to, to everybody, it, it, it's, it's awesome. Yeah. No, straight up, they, they, and they, I know they work hard, and I know they're, they're, bu- they're busting their asses playing gigs. So any any success that they get is definitely earned. Um, another band that comes to mind is Abstain from San Diego. I just saw them for the first sure. time. I, I had no idea they existed until uh, I yeah, saw no, them. Yeah, at- they're, they're dope. Yeah, they. Yeah. they I, I I was kind of curious because I, I I was watching them set up. I'm like, okay, I've never heard of this band. They're probably gonna suck. But then just seeing the the, the aggression that they had and they, they they definitely brought it. So yeah, shout out uh, Epstein, shout out San Diego. Definitely, yeah. I um, I drove down for one of the uh, last couple live shows, <coughs> and they opened up, and uh, I'd heard their like their demo and stuff, mm-hmm. so I knew I liked them. But seeing them live and seeing um, Brady's energy and all their energy and that kind of stuff, it's, it was so crazy. And they did a hate recover, which always a plus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, shout out hate Brady. They're actually coming through yeah. here, uh, which is crazy. They're they're playing the House of Blues in Anaheim in October. Yeah. 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 Crazy story. I, I'm really stoked just to see uh, Bleeding Through because they don't do stuff that often these days and i'm a huge fan of bleeding through interesting yeah i've, I've never listened to them i'll have to check them out yeah and check them out that's some good old orange county hardcore for sure um and shout out dying wish dying wish is on that um dying wish is coming through here later this month i'm, I'm gonna see them actually at the same venue which is crazy to think about yeah they're, they're coming through yeah. with the, they've been busy yeah uh shout out to dying wish they're out there they were on tour with limb biscuit now they're playing with uh double wars prada and then yeah right, right after that they're right back on tour with hate breed so um it, it, it's, it's yeah. cool to see a hardcore band um uh, be able to you know climb the ranks and get to a yeah. cool position like that where they're doing these consistent big tours and just constantly growing and, and you gotta think about them right dying wish a band from uh Por- the portland area yeah there's not a whole lot of bands that come out of there i i, I know there's a scene yeah. out there there's a yeah. cool band called um an act from out there um but not a lot of bands come um, out of there but uh for for a band like that to come out of there it's cool and, and, it, and it's just another example to show that like you don't have to be from a huge scene a, a cool scene or whatever to to make it um you know i like bands like uh you know dying wish bands like knock loose like you know if you go back to the history from uh you know where they started um shit wasn't popping for them when they started as a band but look at them now literally number one number two biggest band in hardcore right now so uh, oh, yeah. you, you can do it if you put your mind to it and, and if you want to definitely definitely yeah they're um their senior emma i think she she sings for another band called soothing and we played with them on our run twice mm-hmm. in uh, tacoma and in uh, portland and i think she might have had something to do with the booking of the portland gig okay and it was just it was it was honestly crazy because i guess um and i've seen it on like twitter too tweets about how like portland gets like skipped over a lot of the time mm-hmm for what for whatever reason but um it, it was honestly really fun playing in portland so 
I, I do I do say I do I will agree that more bands need to go out there yeah um i always tell everybody and i don't even i if i'm being honest i don't have any uh like real solid friends in the pacific northwest uh yeah uh, but i always tell people about their scene like there's always been good bands from that area and i, I get it it's out of the way but if you're on tour uh and, and you're coming to california i i feel like it's a crime to not go up to the Pacific Northwest to, to, to play yeah. up in, um, you know, Washington or even play, um, in Portland and Oregon. Um, just yeah. because there, there are good bands out there. Um, and it's just weird that tour, like tour writings would, uh, want to overlook that. Yeah, definitely. And all, even, sorry, even just outside of playing gigs up there, it's beautiful. You know, I, I, I visited a buddy who lived in Portland um, years ago. This had been back in like 2012. And I was just young and reckless. And he, he almost convinced me to move up there. And he was like, hey, he was like, just don't go back home. Like, like just, just live here. And it, like, it was so nice. I was like, damn, this would be really chill. Cause I'm at, at the time I was in like my early 20s and where, where he lived, it was just so convenient to use public transit. Like the only time we ever used my buddy's car was to go get breakfast because it was just like so early. Like the public transit hadn't even started running at that point. Um, and, uh, other than that, like, yeah, we would just like walk everywhere, just be out in nature. And it was just cool. It was just like really cool vibes. But then, um, obviously like I opted not to move out there. I, I just stayed in orange County and I've never left, but, um, yeah. but yeah, it, it's, it's actually really nice up there. I like it a lot. Definitely. Definitely. Where was your favorite uh, place that you played on that run with Rob Brigade? Um, honestly, Favorite place to be or favorite show? Let's do both. Okay. <clears throat> the, the, the like drive from Portland to Washington. And like once you hit Washington and it's just all trees. It was so crazy. It was just awesome. And, uh, I, I definitely feel like Washington and Portland were pretty like welcoming and just like pretty stoked to to have us or, or just like any just bands in general come through because mm -hmm. it is pretty out of the way for a lot of people so i i, I see why people like don't go up there but I, I definitely think people should go up there but um i think our favorite show was definitely berkeley okay definitely yeah. berkeley yeah it was it's just surreal to be it, it was like our first time playing like an actual like big venue stage sort of thing mm -hmm. and um we went on after field of flames which i don't ever want to do again because <laughs> they killed it okay and um they, they killed it and they're all like really really nice dudes but um the entire time they were playing i was like i was like shitting my pants and i was like we have to follow this up oh my god and then um we we play Brad hits the four count from that first strum. It was just peaches and gravy, smooth sailing, you know. For sure, no, it was just it was the most fun I've had playing a set for a while. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's cool to hear. I'm I'm happy that you can travel to all all, the, all these places and people show their respect and are into the music. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You have a couple things coming up uh, with Firestarter. Uh, you guys get to play uh, Chain Reaction, which I think is uh, pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, no, I um, I posted about 
I posted about it on my story and I had friends from like high school that aren't even into hardcore that know what chain reaction is like you know, you know that's crazy just because they know about chain reaction they know about like the, the I guess like history of like just alternative music in general down there yeah and i i thought it was interesting too because um these days there aren't that many hardware shows that travel yeah. to chain uh for whatever reason i don't know uh why that is because there, there used to be a consistent run of hardware shows at chain but uh for you guys to be able to uh, be on that bill i i thought it was cool i'm like awesome like uh another hardcore show at chain this is going to be sick. yeah yeah, definitely. I think um, Javi from Godhead was booking it, and I think that was his like goal. It was like, I want to make a hardcore thing happen to Chain again, you know? Mm-hmm. Just because there hasn't been that many in, in so long. Yeah, because right now, the only things I can think of are uh, your show in September uh, mm-hmm. with Godhead, Ill Communication, Discourage, Firestarter, End Time, and Major Pain. And then after that, it's just uh, Zulu in October. Uh, which, as of that, I can't even think of what else is you know, going on there that's like hardcore related. Yeah, wow, that's crazy. So um, I don't know what's going on. Chain, if you're out there, you're listening. Let's get more <laughs> hardcore shows, uh, you know, at the venue. Um, yeah. Uh, what I'm uh, uh, a little more curious about is the uh, Your Life in America Fest, because uh, obviously um, uh, the return of hardcore to la casa which is crazy yeah. and uh just to, to have shows out in uh santa barbara I, I i think it's cool just because it's so nice out there like i, I always yeah. loved driving out there uh, you know obviously uh, having shows there is cool but just being in that area it's always just kind of like a nice getaway from uh where i'm at no definitely yeah um yeah when uh dylan from your life uh, hit us up uh, we were like yeah yeah he's 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 from the 805. The 805 has never shown anything other than love to us, so we owe them a lot. And they've they've been our our pretty big pretty big supporters of us for a really long time. So you know we had to say yes. And um, once we figured out what the bill was, we we're like, oh wow, that's crazy. Yeah, it's like say less uh, to yeah. <laughs> just to um, you know, it, it's rare these days um, to to see minus right. When was the last time yeah. minus played a gig? Yeah, that's crazy. Exactly. Um, and then it's cool to see, uh, you know, down pressure still doing stuff, uh, because that band yeah. is always just insane. Um, uh, and obviously like, uh, an- another band on that bill that I'm a huge fan of is that band click, uh, from up North. Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, I think we played with them. They came down for that out of pocket gig and pulled your card played. Mm-hmm. or no, 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 no. We played with them with a uh, big boy for some gig, And that was really awesome. Yeah. Um, so it's cool to see them getting out more because I know that um, they're uh, newer to the scene, uh, you know, band-wise. Obviously, the, the members have been around doing other projects, but for them to you know have put out that demo and then just been hitting it hard, I I, I see them, uh, you know, on, on a ton of bills. So it, it's definitely cool uh, to see them getting out there and uh, playing more shows. Uh, I'm sorry, man. I hate to do this. Can I run to the restroom real quick? Yeah, yeah for sure. No problem. I'll be right back. Just give me one second. No problem. It's all good um but yeah we were just talking about the uh your life in america fest um yeah so that that one's pretty sick i'm definitely looking forward to that um and it's, it's cool to see uh, another band like uh, bent blue getting out there right i yeah. feel like they're uh, doing a lot of shit I, I know they were just on the the east coast touring so it's cool to see them uh, doing more stuff yeah definitely yeah it's not a lot of people have shown love to the uh, melodic side of things and so it's pretty cool to see bands like them and like take it hard give it like a new breath of life you know 
Yeah, and I I was gonna give those kind of bands credit, right? To to play a genre of hardcore that isn't in at the moment, um, that could yeah. definitely be a detriment to their career or whatever. But um, I'm, I'm I'm happy to see them just staying true to what they want to do and just uh, you know stick to it because, uh, like I said, what what they're doing is is awesome, and it, it does suck that they may not be getting the love they deserve. But for the people out there who still um, you know love and enjoy that kind of music, it's 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 cool, and they could be bringing on a whole new wave of th- that type of music. So um, shout out to Bent Blue, shout out to Take It to Heart. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I feel like it's time for a shift back to like the more like either just melodic stuff or just like faster stuff in general. Yeah, like it, it, it is crazy to to um to, to be around long enough and to realize that yeah, like this whole thing is just a cycle, and every subgenre of hardcore will, will have its moment. Yeah, definitely. But it's cool for you, right? Because you're I'm obviously uh, two different bands with two different sounds, so you're just kind of in the thick of it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like we um, we started Firestarter, and we kind of, I guess, we like knew the, the style wasn't in, but it's what we wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And uh, Sanctify, which may be more akin to what people are listening to now, it's still not like a, it's not consciously like, oh, this is what's in, this is what we're gonna do. It's just I like Entombed, I like uh, Marauder. Well, I want to write riffs that sound like that, you know. Yeah, and that's what I always like try to um, encourage people to do is like like who cares like what's popular at the moment just yeah. just write what you want to play, and uh, I I feel like um, bands like that uh, you know they'll they'll have their time right because people will be able to listen to music and be able to feel it and be like wow this is like genuinely what they care about yeah. and what they wanted to to create and not do something just because it's what's in at the moment. Yeah, exactly. No, and I always feel like if you can tell that the artist is passionate about what they're doing, and if the songs are obviously like on point, then it doesn't matter what it sounds like, you know. Yeah, no, and look at Firestar, uh, you know, prime example. You guys came in um, with that sound, which you know, uh, I can't really think of anybody else out here that's doing it like that right now because uh, we're surrounded by a, a bunch of bands that are playing a lot more heavier stuff so for you guys to be able to come out with that style and uh, you know do what you've done i i think it's um uh, impressive and it shows a lot that um you know people still love that style and what you guys are doing is uh, you know writing some good music yeah definitely, definitely. thank you yeah no problem okay and as far as um the the future um, outside of uh, Firestar and Sanctify, are you trying to start other projects or are you just trying to uh, chill with those two for the moment? Um, I think it was like peak quarantine where we had started like five different bands, mm-hmm. but um, they obviously, you know, didn't really pan out, but um, what's it called? I, um, I want to say, I, I could I could be wrong, so you know, don't take me seriously. But I want to say I'm involved with the project with Ben, and it's like a edge metal sort of thing. I want to do an edge metal band just in general, um, but honestly, for right now, I think we're chilling just because managing the two bands is already kind of hectic. So if I if I were to join anything, it'd probably be just like something I don't have to write in. Mm-hmm you know and um something i can just play yeah i i am starting or i am involved in, in, a, in another straight edge band with some guys from the 805 i don't know how long that's going to take to get out but it's happening too so 
All right. Well, I'm definitely happy to hear that um, you're staying busy, obviously, with Firestar and Sanctify, but even uh, being open to doing more stuff musically outside of that. I'm definitely you know, looking forward to hearing whatever else you're a part of. Oh, yeah. Thank you. All right. Well, Juan, this has been an amazing time. I'm happy to have finally had you on the podcast and get to know you better. This has been something that I've been looking forward to for a long time. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for having me. I really, I really appreciate the, the opportunity to come on here. Mm-hmm. No problem. Um, definitely, uh, you know, have you back in the future. Uh, but before we go, is there anything else you'd like to say? Um, again, shout out to all our homies that have supported us. Shout out to you. Thank you again for all that you've done. Uh, shout out to Advanced Perspective. Shout out to Extinction Burst, the, uh, the High Desert, uh, Fellows of Wise, Abstain, Major Pain, Cole, uh, Miguel from Pico Union, all the Pico Union guys. Just anyone who goes to our shows, just thank you so much, just because we, we obviously would not be here without you guys. And um, yeah, you see me at a show, say hi. I'm kind of weird, but I'll talk to you, you know, for sure. All right. Well, everyone go listen and support Firestarter and Sanctify. Uh, We appreciate you tuning in and we'll be back soon. Goodbye.